What's going on, people? It's your boy, Marco Duro here. I hope you're having an awesome day. And in this episode, I wanted to talk to y'all a little bit about Java, Object-Oriented Programming, the OOP principles, and a little bit of 4th of July, some cooking flair, and some uh, some deliciousness that I uh, cooked up on the uh, on the smoker that I inherited. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, dive right on into the motherfucking chili. Let's go. So the last few weeks, if you have been following me, you know that I have been in school online and it's been kind of rough for me because, uh, well, learning new languages is tough generally. And for me, learning Java was a little bit tougher than learning Python was because the class that I took with Python was intro to scripting and it wasn't nearly as intense as, or as I guess, in depth as the class that I just finished on Java. So for those of you who don't know, Java and uh, and Python are both what are known as object-oriented programs or programming languages, I should say, which basically means that it's uh, it consists of four principles and OOP, as it's known, or object-oriented programming is programs that are written and structured around objects instead of functions or logics. And objects are data fields that have uh, unique attributes and behavior so they have like, uh, say for example, like an attribute of a human is like hair and hair color is like more specifically like an attribute. So uh, so for OOP uh, languages, they also contain data and so I said attributes. Um, object procedures can access and modify data present in an object. And uh, there are many OOP languages, Java and uh, Python are just two of the more popular ones in recent years, but the are the are <laughs> these are like class based, and a class is like a container of data and procedures like methods and you know how to handle the data that you input to the program, and the class members can call upon functions so multiple objects can use the same methods and logic and stuff that the parent class can use or has. Um, so this, uh, I'm reading stuff from educba.com about object oriented programming and it's, uh, uses an example of a car. So a car has attributes like color, brand name, fuel capacity, and stuff like this. Like I said, with hair color for humans, and it has methods to represent the behavior of a car, like start, accelerate, brake, etc. So humans would have like, you know, eat, sleep, rave, repeat, just kidding. Uh, eat, sleep, you know, walk, all that kind of stuff. And as I mentioned before, class, a class is like a, like a roadmap or blueprint of the attributes and methods. And it doesn't occupy space until or unless a object for that class is made. So this has like a little snippet of code. So the principles of object-oriented programming, there's four principles. I'm not going to get too into the weeds on this, but one's encapsulation, which basically means you kind of like put data together in like a container 
abstraction, which is an extension of that. And it's kind of like, uh, it only provides what's necessary to the outside world. Um, so that you kind of get like a overall gist of like what something is. Inheritance is when other objects or classes inherit attributes or logic or methods from a parent class. And fourthly is uh, polymorphism, which is the ability to take more than one form. So we have attributes from the parent and child classes that, you know, take different shapes. Um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's hard to understand. You'd have to read more about it. It's also, it's hard for me to understand. And I just took a class on, you know, Java and object oriented programming and the principles. Um, so some advantages are according to this website, real world, a real world idea can be demonstrated as everything in object oriented programming is treated as an object and it's faster development of code. It allows for faster development of code. Um, you can develop classes in parallel instead of sequentially. So it, it's kind of cool because it's like modular. So you have like a, a like a skeleton of a program and you can just add classes for different things that you want the program to do. Some disadvantages with this are it's a little tricky to design and a programmer needs to sort of plan ahead before uh, developing a program. So you have to have, um, like you have to write lots of pseudocode, which is no, like a pretty common for languages in general, but uh, a little bit more special care and attention needs to be taken with object-oriented programs. Um, the size of a program in OOP languages is bigger than those developed with like a procedural approach. I think basic is more procedural, but I can't remember. Basic is another language that's like, uh, it's like what everyone learns in besides HTML, which is like what they teach in high school or they used to, I don't know if they do that anymore. They probably don't. Honestly, a lot of programming apparently is moving towards, uh, automation. So, like programmers don't have to do a lot of this stuff and there's also things such as like source code which is like a like a skeleton of a program that you can add things to and it just kind of uh does all the you basically use all the mundane stuff that you would have had to like type out and stuff you can just start off with all that done and you can focus on like the specifics of what you want your program to do uh all that is just uh like an overview of something I've been learning, Java. Um, I'm also still working on a uh, Google IT professional certificate. I am up to the fourth uh, section in it, and it's going well. I was stuck on the section about Linux and, well, bash and uh, command line or command prompt, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one's Windows, one is uh, one's like Linux or Unix based, and it was like kicking my ass. I had a tough time <laughs> with the like the Bash terminal, and the Windows one is a little bit easier to use, and which is cool because I have obviously a Windows computer, a Windows machine, 
So I would go into the PowerShell and, you know, run some of the commands and stuff like that without getting too crazy and, and, you know, messing something up on my computer. But it made me think of the database class that I took that I (laughs) did horribly in, um, partly because of, uh, the professor switching partway through the term and not answering emails. I think they had some like personal things going on, but also, um, I don't think I did as best as I probably could have. That was, uh, a fun class. I enjoyed it. It was kind of like using command prompt, um, or, uh, sorry, PowerShell. The like, uh, user interface was very similar to that, but the benefits of learning how to use the command line are good because if you have multiple systems that you are in charge of, you can use your administrator privileges to just like run updates on multiple machines at the same time. And you can also schedule them and push them and kind of use automation in a sense where you can just have the computer do all the hard work for you. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool actually. It's, uh, apparently more efficient to use the command line than it is to use the graphical user interface, which is like, you know, when you go on your computer to like the file explorer to manipulate files, add or delete, or you go to say, what's another, what's another thing you would do? Like, uh, like, you know, update your steam library or something like this. You can probably do all of that from the command line, uh, from PowerShell. And, uh, it's just like easier. You just do it all in one place, but you have to know all the commands and you have to, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, it's a lot to learn, but it's, uh, it's really useful, especially for, you know, working in the IT field, like I would, like I aspire to do in the future when I'm done with my, with my class. Another thing that's uh, happened in recent, uh, recent times, <laughs> in recent, like, you know, the last few days, last couple weeks is, uh, I was unenrolled from my school, not because, not on purpose and uh, not because I'm leaving school. I just had some uh, issue with my citizenship verification and, uh, I didn't understand exactly what I needed to do. I thought it was FAFSA related. So I tried to check that. And, uh, of course I waited till the last possible minute. And then I finally finished what I needed to do for school. And I was unfortunately unenrolled from the current term. So the next one starts in August. I have a few weeks now to just kind of uh, take my mind off of doing lots of homework and lots of classwork, whatever. So that's nice. I can, you know, focus on the podcast, which I've kind of left on the back burner. Uh, my grades are pretty important and school is really important to me. So, uh, you know, hobbies and such have taken a little bit of a backseat. I have been doing a lot more gaming lately, playing some more League of Legends, trying to get better at the game not studying the game and watching videos like my boy Oscar always wants me to do, but I've just been a little, uh, taking a little bit of a break from being at the computer so much because, you know, I work remotely. I'm on, I'm always on the computer for work. So I'd like to just kind of chill and, uh, you know, get back to using the computer to do fun stuff. Like, you know, like I've always, uh, like I used to do, uh, like play video games and such which, you know, I don't get to do too much because, you know, adulting. 
but I actually just bought a uh, game on Steam or from Steam, the Steam library, the Steam store. Um, I bought uh, Resident Evil Village, which is a jump scare game, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, Steam's having their, you know, summer sale, so there's a lot of good stuff on the, uh, I almost called it the Play Store, (laughs) on the uh, Steam store. Um, there's a ton of like interesting, like indie games, uh, some car games. There's a mechanic simulator, which I'm kind of, kind of keen to check out. It's, uh, it looks better than PC building simulator, but you know, it is what it is. Um, some other updates too. I've been looking at, uh, some, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but some, um, like future opportunities, future career opportunities, if you will. I recently um, had an interview, and that's uh, I think I think it went well. So I'm waiting to hear back from that. By the time you are listening to this, I will have gotten my my results, and whether good or bad, it was a good experience for the future. Because uh, I think having interview experience is invaluable and you just get better over time if you do more interviews. And I've uh, honestly sent out countless applications and I haven't gotten as many interviews as I would have hoped to get. So it's nice to just have the experience, if nothing else. That's uh, about it for for updates here. Um, I've been very busy, unfortunately, Fourth uh, of July was a lot of fun. I inherited a, a a smoker, like an offset smoker, and uh, I spent. It's not like no, it's not nice. You think like, oh wow, a smoker, that's cool, that's nice. And it actually wasn't uh, like up to standard. It was very dirty. I had to clean it. Um, it was sitting outside of uh, uh, one of our neighbors like front yards (laughs) I was sitting out there for like ever and uh, I thought they used it Uh, I guess they didn't use it or they weren't using it but uh yeah it turns out it's like an offset smoker Uh, it has no branding on it and it's very very cheaply made like it's very uh I don't know it's just cheaply made there's no gaskets around the lids for the um the burn box the the fire box or for the cooking chamber. So I put a little bit of gasket material around it yesterday when I used it for the fourth. And uh, needless to say, it was a challenge to use. However, the the food came out like fantastic. I, you know, did some seasoning of some meats. I cooked up some chicken, like drumsticks. I cooked up some ribs. I made a couple steaks on there. And I seasoned them all with like a like a mustard base, which I've seen a lot recently on uh, on Instagram, Chef University. <laughs> um, I follow a couple of accounts that I that I really love uh, for food because they just have all kinds of deliciousness going on all the time. One of them is called Fat Fox Unite on Instagram, so at Fat Fox Unite. Uh, it's kind of a funny name. And the other one is uh, Over the Fire Cooking. And Over the Fire Cooking has a blog and recipes and all kinds of stuff on their website online. 
and they show you all sorts of like uh, cooking apparatus, apparati, whatever, cooking devices that are, you know, open flame and over the fire and all that kind of stuff. And it makes me want to get a fire pit. I saw this really dope fire pit system that uh, is supposedly like smokeless. And um, I'm looking it up right now. And it has uh, all kinds of attachments you can add to it. It's called the fire. Uh, no, oops. That's not what it's called. <laughs> what the hell is it called? It's called. Dang, what is it? What is it called? It's like a circle and it's designed so that it like basically brings all of the. Um, like, I don't know, like the air and the smoke and all kinds of like voodoo, voodoo smoke pit magic, fire pit magic. Um, it's called the Brio. It's like Brio, B-R-E-E-O, uh, smokeless fire pit, I think it's called. Uh, but it comes with all these attachments that you can use to make all your foods like on it or over it and such. Uh, they have different sizes and it's it's pretty fucking cool like uh they have this outpost attachment is what they call it and it's like a rod that just like slots in at the bottom and then it has a um like a rack that you can just put your foods on top of and uh, cook them literally over the fire pit it's pretty pretty rad and you can buy a couple of these racks and, and mount them in uh, different directions and such and uh, right over the heat. And it's pretty, pretty fucking sick. Um, they have a bunch of other ones that's like, um, oh, also the you can just buy the outpost like uh, um, accessory and uh, you can just like smush it into the ground. It has like a stake that you put into the ground and. You can use that. You can also have like a kettle like hook thing. So you can hang like a kettle over the fire and um, there's a sear plate you can get so you can like, you know, saute shit. It's pretty fucking sick. And they even sell like a, a cast iron kettle, which is nice. I've always been into uh, cooking and, and culinary and such. And um, sometimes I like to sometimes I like to flex on on people with recipes and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I don't write any of them down, which I probably should, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, cooking is a lot of fun and I love to eat obviously. Um, but I like, I, I may enjoy cooking a lot more than I enjoy eating because, you know, when you cook something really good, it brings people joy and, uh, that shit makes, that shit, that shit brings me joy, which is cool. Uh, I made this, uh, smoked salsa too, that turned out to be like fantastic um it was so good in fact that (laughs) we basically ran ran out uh we had some friends over and they basically just like plowed through the salsa it was awesome i took uh the way i made it is i took three tomatoes a couple of um jalapenos and this was actually inspired by a um type of salsa that we have in chile called pebre and it's um it's like very good I used to, I grew up eating pebre all the time and it's uh, jalapenos, tomatoes, um, garlic. You add uh, salt to taste, pepper, uh, a little bit of lemon juice and red wine vinegar. So I added all of those, except I smoked the uh, jalapenos. Like I mentioned, I smoked the tomatoes 
and I smoked the garlic. So I put like a whole clo- a whole like clump of garlic with like a million billion cloves in the um, like in the smoker. I put a little bit of oil on them and some tahini, covered them up, smoked them for a bit, and then uh, you know t- with an onion. Uh, the onion I didn't smoke, but I, you know, cut up the onion, threw it, and then uh, threw everything in the blender. And uh, man, it came out so good. The uh, the smoky flavor was like subtle, and then it was like super spicy because of the jalapenos. And um, yeah, it was like the best salsa I've ever made. No cap, straight up facts. But uh, anyways, uh, this was a bit of a different uh, episode. I hope that y'all enjoyed it kind of uh off the cuff over here i didn't really plan this and uh i like it a lot more it's a little bit uh more organic and less um (laughs) less robotic i guess you could say but uh anyways i hope that y'all had a great fourth of july if you had a long weekend i hope you enjoyed yourself and if you happen to set off any fireworks i hope you did it responsibly and you didn't blow your little dick beaters off your hand because that would really suck But until next time, people, uh, stay safe, be safe, take care of yourself, and embrace the suck, y'all. Peace.